This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Thursday night, April 7th, 2022. That's right. It's Thursday night. It's not our usual Wednesday night, but you are listening to another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast, streaming live on the Kicking Out Podcast Facebook page, Twitter page, and YouTube page. Click like, click subscribe, click follow if you haven't done that already. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. And on Spotify, please give us a rating on there as well. Paul Zartman, how are you, sir? Uh, it's been a, uh interesting week of wrestling. and uh, Oh, yes. Man, oh, man. That, that's I, I'm, It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. I know we say it every week, but it is more true this week than it has been in a while. Yeah, this past week's probably what you can consider the Super Bowl week for professional wrestling. I mean, of course, with uh, WrestleMania, if you, whether you like WWE or, or not, WrestleMania is still the mecca of all uh, wrestling pay-per-views. And I don't see that changing anytime soon, um, especially now no. it's a two-night event. But uh, that was interesting. ROH killed it with uh, Supercard of Honor. Um, a lot of good GCW shows. Dynamite was good last week. Rampage was good Friday. Dynamite was good last night, which we're going to cover here momentarily. So, uh, yeah, a lot of exciting things going on in the world of wrestling. And I know we're going to recap Dynamite, but at the end of the show, I do want to get your thoughts on uh, Mr. Cody Rhodes' return to World Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll we got some there. other things to cover Cover first. So, I see you, uh, you, think? you got you got a... Uh, but the title, you're still carrying around the title around your uh, shoulder there. It's because I'm still the KOP Predictions champion. What are you talking about? For a couple more weeks. For a couple more weeks. Enjoy life. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, well, uh, let's just both admit it here. This ain't going anywhere for a while. Yeah. I don't think you're right there. So, I mean, if you're if you're so confident, you could put on the line next Friday for Rampage. Oh, for a Texas uh, death match? Good. If you're so confident, you, uh, could, you could take one guy. You could you could have your you could have your pick, and I take the other. Yeah, we'll I'll, see. I'll, we'll how see. About, how about I give you till next week's episode to think about it? All right, I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna All need right. it. All right, fair enough. 
Fair enough. But that was one announcement coming out of last night's episode of Dynamite. Uh, but we got a lot of a lot of good things going on in the world of AEW. But anything else you wanted to cover before we dive right into it? Uh, well, you know what? Actually, I- I've about had it with this championship. I mean, you can just have it, dude. Seriously. Like, you want this thing? You can have it. Okay. I'm done with it. I'm I'm done with it. I'm done with the KOP predictions championship that uh, you provided to us because uh, I got this bad boy. Big right gold, here. big gold big belt. Gold. Uh, it looks looks pretty nice on you there, Moose. I gotta say. Yeah. See, even came with my name already on it. I gotta say, it looks pretty nice because uh, oh look, it's got got my name on it too. So that's good because it's going right around my waist. Come on, uh, double or nothing. Nah, nah. It's staying here. Get used to it. Well, you might as well enjoy it now because you will never see it when pay-per-view uh-huh. time comes. Yep. It's staying right here. The right. brand new KOP Predictions Championship belt. And uh, let's just say if uh, you want a closer look at it, take a look at our social media page because uh, it's going up right now. And that- and that is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle's at Kicking Out Pod on all three of those. So, yeah, so go follow us, like us if you follow. don't yet. Yep, yep, 100%. Yeah, because I know some people are listening to our podcast and not watching it. So they're probably like, I didn't get to see yeah. it. Well, yeah, we now can't you visualize can. this. What the heck are they talking about? Yeah. Well, you can go see it by checking out our uh, social media pages. Yep, there you go. There you so. Go. so. Let's get into this show. Why I hold this pretty big gold belt on my shoulder. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Dynamite kicked off last night with a really fun match. Adam Cole versus Christian Cage. Uh, this is a match I never thought I was going to see about a year no. ago. No. If I did see it, I thought it would be in WWE. I thought maybe, you know, Christian would come out of retirement and Adam Cole would still be in the company, but I'm glad I got to see it on, on Dynamite instead. Yeah. It's where it needs to be. It was a back and back and forth match. Uh, the crowd, I'd say, was more for Adam Cole than they were Christian, but Christian was getting some chance in there. But Cole definitely got the pop to begin the show. Uh, everybody oh, loves Cole the always gets that pop. Everybody loves the boom. It's, it's all, all about the boom, the boom baby. Uh, back and forth match. Uh, late in the match, uh, Adam Cole was lining Christian up for the Panama Sunrise. By, by standing on the middle of the road, but Christian hit a hurricanrana, went for the cover, but Cole kicked out. Cole then drilled Christian with a super kick, looked for the Panama Sunrise yet again, but Christian ducked and uh, caught Cole with another kick, or Cole hit him with another kick, but then he looked for the boom. Christian rolled him up. Cole kicked out at about two and a half. Christian hit a spear, went for the cover, but Cole kicked out once again. Christian looked for the impaler. But uh, Cole stepped through the ropes, poked Christian in the eye behind the ref's back, and drilled Christian with the boom to get the one, two, three. Uh, earlier in the match, when he went to hit the boom, he still had the knee pad down. Or had knee pad yeah. on. So I knew he yeah. wasn't going to hit it then because that, that doesn't take a lot of effect. So no. you knew when he was pulling it down, he was going to hit it. Yeah, that's uh, it's kind of your clue that it's a false. Uh, unfortunately, if the knee pad's still up, we're not seeing it. Right. So, but uh good opening match for Dynamite, I thought, last night. After the match, saw Red Dragon, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish make their way down and attack Christian. But Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, the tag team champs, Jurassic Express made the save. Cole celebrated in the ring. Then out comes AW World Heavyweight Champion Adam Hangman Page. Cole said he's not fighting Page unless 
Paige puts the title on the line. Paige snatches the mic right out of Cole's hand, smacks Cole in the face, and asks Cole if he actually wants a title match. Cole says yes. Paige says he'll do it, and it'll serve as Cole's punishment. Paige said if he's if he's not mistaken, there's a live episode of Rampage coming up in Texas next week. He tells Cole that they'll fight next Friday in a Texas death match for the World AEW World Championship. Paige then tells Cole he has one week to get his affairs in order. Cole leaves. Paige celebrates with the title. Then they cut to a video package highlighting the return of Samoa Joe at this past weekend's Reign of Honor Supercard event. Yeah, Samoa Joe, baby. Yeah, well, Tony Khan was saying that there was gonna <laughs> you wanted to tune into them, that show, and it was worth the uh, twenty nine ninety nine. That and the <laughs> FTR Briscoes match, which right now I think is my candidate for match of the year. Oh, that match was epic! It was unbelievable. It was worth the uh, months of build up in the hype. It yes, was it was amazing. And we'll get into FTR pretty heavily here in this episode. But uh, any, any thoughts on uh, Adam Cole Hangman feud? I think it's happening faster than either one of us expected it to. It's happening um, night faster. I thought it was going to happen next Saturday at uh, the uh, Battle of the Battle Belts. For but Belts. Yeah. I like how Tony's trying to stack Rampage up again. Oh yeah! Anytime there's a live rampage, Tony stacks rampage, right. and it's always it's always a good show. Yep. So, so. I mean, they're gonna stack the cards next Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah, another great week of wrestling coming at you. Yep. We did see Samoa Joe, AEW's newest signing, against Max Caster with Anthony Bowens, of course, of the acclaimed. This is an Owen Hart Cup qualifying match. How about the pop Joe got? Whew. man. I've seen somebody else get a pop like that, but not very often. No, that was a loud one. I mean, crowd loves themselves some Joe. Normally, you need about 70,000 plus. What did you think of Max Caster's uh, lines last night on his rap? Oh, they were great, as always. I, I love they, That might have been the best one. Yeah, the shots at Joe were perfect, and I cannot wait to see this kid continue to do this. Uh, Samoa Joe, I mean, I mean, Caster got a little offense in, but Joe really took it to him for the most part. Uh, end up taking Caster off the top turnbuckle, scooped him up, and planned him with the muscle muscle buster for the one, two, three. Crowd went nuts when he got him up in the air for that move. Yeah. Yeah. They were definitely loud. Another loss for Max Caster, though, that claims a team that keeps racking up losses. Do you think they'd be better served in ROH? You know, they might make that transition over there, but. I did happen to catch uh, Max's overall record, and it's like 52 and 21. So yeah. he's still over 500. Well, so. he's getting a lot of wins on dark and dark elevation. Um, but I, part of me thinks they could benefit from going to ROH, but part of me thinks they're too over to go through ROH. They're like right on the edge. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to still see them kind of do this role for about another year, and then they'll be serious tag team title contenders. Oh, absolutely. Get another year under the belt. Um, this is still, in my mind, still a little bit of punishment for the things Max has said. Um, Except he's getting yeah. great TV time, though. So <laughs> not, I mean, well, anyway, it's, yeah. Just, it, but it's mostly singles competition. It's not so Bob, Bowens team. is hurt. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Bowens is hurt, even though they did uh, perform a tag team match not too long ago. He didn't do much. Yeah, it's Tony Khan, I think it was on... Uh, Busted open a couple weeks ago, said a week or two ago, said Bowens is recovering from an injury. 
Okay. Well, then maybe it's just to keep him in the mind of people so right, that when they right. get bones gets cleared, good, they'll move it right back of, up. They do a really good job at that. So they don't take people off TV and they, unless they really have to. Yeah. So after the match, we saw Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. Nice to see John, Sanjay, Sanjay Dutt as a on-screen character. Mm-hmm. Uh, they appeared on the Big Tron. Lethal and Dutt say they won't ring on Joe's parade like he did to them last weekend because they respect Joe a lot more than Joe respects them. Uh, Jay Lethal says he and Dutt changed their outlook on life last week, and now they do whatever the hell they want. He says Joe now only answers his phone for billionaires, or perhaps his first new piece of merch with AEW should say Samoa Joe, the Samoan bold digger. (laughs) Uh, uh, Dutt says it's not too late to celebrate Joe's arrival. Lethal says next week Joe's number one student will give him a present that he'll never forget. The segment ends, commentary runs down the rest of the card for last night, and then we head to a commercial break. What do you think that surprise could be, Paul? Is it somebody? It, oh, I hope it's not somebody just because, again, we're, you know, we're at that point where you've got to stop adding people to the roster. Now, mind you, you've got Dynamite, Rampage, Elevation, Dark, and now ROH. But that's a lot of people still if you keep adding to it. Yeah, there are a lot of contracts coming up here in the next two months, it sounds like. But uh, you're right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the books look like exactly. But uh, he, he is adding a lot of talent, but he wants to build the best roster possible. So um, there are still some good free agents out there, so we'll see. So wouldn't shock me if somebody comes in even for a one-off. But I like this. This reminds me of prime TNA here, and I like it. Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and Samojo. Oh, yeah. How the WWE could release Samojo twice just baffles my mind. Yeah, I think the second time he wised up and went, look, you're not calling me back this time. I'm done. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Didn't work out. So So he's got to be a huge asset to both uh, AEW and ROH. Mm -hmm. He was a huge asset to ROH when he was in ROH the first time. Absolutely. Back from the break, we see Brian Danielson and John Moxley alongside William Regal with Tony Schiavone, of course, the Blackpool. Um, Why am I I Blackpool? uh... Fight Club? Yeah, I think you're right. I, I don't know why I'm blanking <laughs> on that. I don't have uh, it on my notes, and I'm just completely blank. Blackpool something club. I, I just don't remember if it's fight or not. Uh, Regal says he's off his nut with excitement, which cracked uh, cracked Danielson up. Because this Friday in Rampage, Brian Danielson will face Trent of the Best Friends, and John Moxley takes on Wheeler Yuta. There's a little spoiler alert here. I didn't look at the results, but I heard that's one hell of a match. Friday. Mm. That's what I've kind of read. I didn't see who won because I want to be surprised, but I've heard that's a great match. Uh, Regal called Danielson the perfect wrestler and Moxley the hardest man to impress. Moxley says this Friday on Rampage, he'll hear the sounds of bone cracking like thunder in a ring full of blood. Ooh. All right. Uh, I was trying to find that. Blackpool Combat Club. Combat Club. I can't believe we already forgot that. Close. It was close. That's embarrassing for us, Paul. Uh, That's embarrassing. Uh, There's a lot of factions. There are. There are. There are. And Wheeler Yuta is the new ROH Peer Champion. Yes, I am excited for him. Uh, The dude's got a bright future, and I uh, can say he's only going up from here with the championship, like the Peer Championship, around his waist. He's gold. Which I, I got to admit, I haven't watched tons of ROH in the past. 
and I did order Friday night's events. So I was intrigued to see the peer championships got a whole different set of rules to their matches. Yep. It was interesting. Yep. Well, if you want to go back and watch ROH, you can subscribe to ROH for nine ninety nine a month. I'm hoping they strike a, I'm hoping them and AW strike a streaming deal with HBO Max soon. Like I hope so. We didn't get the next match of the night. Sean Spears with MJF at commentary against Captain Sean Dean. Um, the captain, you got to admit, or you got to remember, he beat CM Punk. Yes, he did. To, oh, no, beat MJF thanks to CM MJF, Punk. Thanks, Excuse me, yes. thanks to CM Punk. Yes, um, uh, a little a little while back. Um, Spears was pointing out security alerts for Wardlow, uh, the signs that surround the ring. And Spears uh, kicks a hole in Warlow's face on one of the posters. Spears gets Dean back in the ring, lands a kick to the midsection, then plants him with a neck breaker before going for the cover. But he lifts Dean's head to stop the count, like the cocky man the, the chairman is. Spears lifts Dean, and we cut to the big Tron, and we see a bunch of security laid out around the parking lot. Spears drops Dean and looks around for Warlow, but then the big man is shown on the, on the Tron. He's laying out every member of security that's coming his way. Warlow makes his way down the stage through the crowd. MJF's going nuts on commentary. He continues taking security out, but the number game, number game finally catches up to Warlow. He's escorted out while MJF's yelling at him some more from far. Come back to the ring, and that was enough of a distraction for Sean Dean to roll up Spears for the quick one, two, three. As Warlow smiles and laughs. So uh, that means the captain is now 2-0 and against the Pinnacle. 2-0 and against the Pinnacle and uh, getting another match against MJF next week. Yes. Which Wardlow, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll make this prediction now as your champion. Wardlow will interfere at some point, somehow. I think that's pretty, uh, pretty safe. But I don't think the captain will get the win next week. No, I don't think so either. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that MJF gets uh, payback for the loss. I can't. I just can't see a world where MJF loses twice to Sean Dean. That'd be pretty incredible. That'd be interesting. That's for sure. That would. Backstage, we see the new Ring of Honor peer champion, like we were just talking about, Wheeler Ida, as well as Chuck Taylor, Trent, and Orange Cassidy, the best friends. Tony Schiavone's interviewing them, asking Yuta and Trent about their matches this coming Friday against Brian Danielson and John Moxley. But Chuck interrupts and tells Yuta that while they love him, they helped train him. And Chuck points out that Yuta still lives on the couch. Chuck says he knows Yuta wants to be the best wrestler in the world, but says there's no reason that he can't do that with them. Trent then cuts in and says he doesn't love Yuta and calls him a scumbag. Trent asks Yuta if he remembers when Danielson beat him last week, then tells Yuta to watch what he does to Danielson this Friday night. Chuck tells Yuta to take notes and says maybe he can learn a thing or two from the guys that he's trying to turn his back on. Trent and Yuta shove each other, and everyone exits. Then we see Sammy Guevara come down with his girlfriend, uh, Tecante, and they go over to cue cards during commercial break. You know, here's the thing. I love the cue cards. It, it Sammy spoiled it for me on the vlog that he doesn't even write them half the time. I figured he didn't. <laughs> um, but, you know, because that's why he looks so shocked on some of them, because he truly, truly is shocked. And uh, I got to say, though, uh, it's going to be hard to turn these two heel like they want to. Oh, I don't think so. I think they're too over. Not according to what the crowd was chanting on rampage on the tapings last night. Rampage. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Some f bombs going towards their direction and big boos. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. uh, I think they need to do it soon because I got to be honest, I'm not too intrigued by Sammy right now. No. I love the last uh, Cody, but ever since that, I don't know. I have had, honestly, less interest in watching the vlog, even. I have, um, too, Paul, and, and, and they're getting a little long for me, too. Yes. I mean, it, it's fine if they're 20 minutes with multiple different segments, but when it's just 18 minutes of Sammy and Ty doing different things together, okay, you're the it couple. That's why I keep thinking they're 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 gonna lean into it in turn because they're really shoving it in our face. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm happy for both of them. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, you I know still I like Sammy, but it's just this story. The storyline right now is just not intriguing to me, and maybe it's because we haven't seen America Top Team on on TV in the last few weeks. No, and um, well, on Dynamite, I should say they were on Rampage last Friday, right? And one thing that gets me is if you. I, I catch little details on everything. It's yep. just what I do. Um, on the vlog this week, they were talking about persistence, and Ty referenced that she knows how Sammy can be persistent. So was Sammy trying to get with Ty when he was still with Pam? I mean, I know I'm going back to that. You know, they've moved on, this, that, and the other. But, I mean, you – yeah. Proposed to, to her. It's, it's hard not to speculate. You propose to her, and a month and a half later, you're dating Ty Conti. Well, and, and I mean, him and Pam were together, I think, at least eight years, nine years or so. So, yeah. Yeah. Something, yeah. I think something happened, but I, I don't like to speculate too much, but it's hard not to. Right. Right. I'd love to get Pam's perspective on all this, but nobody knew how to get a hold of her before hand and definitely not now nah, and, and i wouldn't if i were her i'd just lay low she wants to get on with her life and live her life and... yeah she was probably tired of being referred to as sammy's girlfriend yeah yeah she must have that, those must have been her cats too that were always on the vlog yeah the cats are gone i miss yeah. the cats yep. Yep. So, uh, anyway yeah. moving on yes yes moving <laughs> on we then see uh, TBS champion Jay Cargill make her way to the interest ramp alongside Mark Sterling, where they meet Tony Schiavone. Jay tells uh, Tony to cut it out, or actually says cut the shit. Uh, yes. Jay says she's here to formally introduce the baddie section. Jay says a baddie is a beautiful woman with confidence. She then calls the Boston crowd slobs. And uh, Mark says it was difficult to find good-looking people in Boston, Massachusetts. But because of Jay's hard work, she was able to do it. Mark says the one person not allowed in the baddie section is Marina Shafir. Mark says while Marina is a badass, she's no baddie. Jade calls Marina trash and says she's only referring to her as number 30. Jade says she's tired of all these MMA losers coming into her ring, which got a big pop from the crowd. Mark says she's she was concerned about uh, Marina's fighting background in that the fact that she's referred to as the problem. Jay tells Mark to back off. She says she's lucky she's the problem solver. Jay and Mark leave and we cut backstage where Warlow or MJF is livid alongside Mark's Sean Spears. I cannot read tonight. MJF <laughs> calls Warlow scumbag and challenges Sean Dean to a match next Wednesday night. We then head back to the ring. It's time for the next match. Um, Jay, fine promo. Um, builds up the match a little more. I like Mark Sterling a lot from the major wrestling figure podcasts and, and their vlogs and everything. I think she's outgrown him. I don't think she needs Mark Sterling anymore as a mouthpiece. 
No, she doesn't. And remember, that's not Mark on the the action figure podcast. That's an imposter. Ask Danhausen. Yeah. Good, <laughs> Good point. Oh, his yeah. his vlogs are something else. Oh, they are. They are. And I I don't like how it looks like his first AW fuse got to be with Hook. I don't like that. <sighs> that or the ass boys. I mean, you. you you only had kind of a few ways to go here. Yeah, but there's no way he's gonna beat Hook. Oh, That's the no. Thing. So no. I don't like him coming in and losing his first feud. But no, but you know, as long as he wins his first match, I'm okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. Though I don't think he'll beat Hook. No, I mean like get in a feud, just go out, have a random match that leads to a feud. Mm. Yeah. With Hook somehow, you know, like he yeah. beats Ricky Starks or something. So Hook comes out, gets in his face, and then they have a feud. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't write these things. I just predict them. Yes, exactly. Booking's hard. Yes. We, we then got a tables match between the Butcher and the Blade against Matt and Jeff Hardy. The Hardy Boys. Hardy Boys get a big pop like they always do. Um, this match was interesting, to say the least. Um, confusing match, Paul. When yes. You have to explain the rules like three or four times. There's too much going on. Yeah, and it was an elimination match. So both both partners had to go through tables for the right. uh, opposition to win. I got and that. And it had to be an offensive move, so you it couldn't accidentally put yourself through a table. So I'm okay with that. But then they talk about the notice qualification, so the partners that are already eliminated can still be in the match. I didn't like that. I didn't either. I didn't either. I just it's like sometimes I think AEW needs to be put a little tighter grip on the rules. They're way too loose with a lot of the rules. Like I'm okay if it's still a no disqualification match, but once you're eliminated, you're not allowed to interfere again. Right. Jeff should now have been if, out of the match. It should have been two on one. Yes. Now if the rest of the AFO would have interfered, that'd have been a different story. Right. But to keep Jeff ringside, so to speak. Yeah. No, no. Because we saw Jeff get eliminated, and then Matt eliminated Butcher with a leg drop. So it should have been just a blade against Matt. But the Butcher continued to attack Matt, even though he was eliminated. So Butcher and a blade set up Matt for a slam through the table over the barricade. But Jeff made the save and moved the table at the last second. Matt then hit another leg drop on Butcher. Jeff grabbed a ladder. Matt hit Butcher with a twist of fate. Jeff set up the ladder and went up top and planted a blade with a swanton bob through the table for the win. So the guy who actually gets the win was the guy already eliminated. I right. just, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't enjoy this match. I got I got no. say. No, uh, I mean, like I, when the bell rang there at the end, I was confused. I'm like, Jeff's eliminated. Yep. Matt yep. needed to do it. All Matt did was hold the ladder. I, I, I think this was definitely the worst table match the Hardys have ever been a part of. Like, yes. The worst table match AW's done. I, I, I get the nostalgia gimmick of the Hardys in the nineties, but they kind of look, or Matt kind of looks goofy at least, wearing that clothing at his age. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think they're probably eventually going to go into their broken characters. I wish they'd kind of just go that direction here soon. I'm afraid we're going to see the Hardys, one of them, get really hurt soon. And I, 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 oh, I, yeah. I'm all for it. You know, Jeff's come out publicly. This is going to be their last run together. I'm cool with that. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying it while I can. But I don't want to see these high spots every week. 
I don't no. want to see them going through tables every week. Their bodies can't take it at their age. Right, right. You know, if, if this is their last run, they introduce Jeff as Jeffrey Nero Hardy. Right. So there we go. We've got another reference to the broken character. So let's just make that transition and do it. You're right. It's uh, I Jeff. Mean, I know. Do- Jeff was doing the same face paint every week when he was with the other company. So, yeah, he's done face paint for years, going back to TNA. Yeah, um, it's they'll probably get these their characters like they are now through Double or Nothing. Then maybe we we get something else, but it's gonna because it's the nostalgia is gonna wear off eventually, quickly. But quickly. maybe they want to get their usage of the um, of their theme song. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't, but know. I don't know. I was. I did not really care for that match. No. After the match, Andrade Alidolo, Jose the assistant, and Private Party come down to the ring. But then we get Steen's music hits. He rushes down, and the heels retreat. Steen's hitting them with baseball bats. Um. So it looks like maybe they're leaning to a Sting Andrade match, which would be really interesting. I'd be okay with that. That'd be an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, we've seen proof that Sting can still go. He doesn't need a uh, cinematic match every time he's in a match. So let's do a regular match. One-on-one regular match. No no tables, no ladders, no chairs, no DQs. Just a regular match. One-on-one in the ring. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean... I don't know. They like having these tornado tag matches. So I, I think it's because they're still it's trying safe. to protect Sting sure, so that he's sure. not doing it all. And I think, you know, Sting's come out publicly and he's admitted he's already done more with AEW than he thought he was going to. He's done and more with AEW than he did with WWE. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think he ever <laughs> he was going to be jumping off of barricades through uh, tables or jumping off turnbuckles, doing things like that. So. Not at all. I'm still waiting for somebody, some heel to give him a buckle bomb. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. I know everybody's probably nervous, but somebody's got to do it. As long as they don't mess it up, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, he took that. Remember, he took that powerbomb from Brian Cage shortly after he debuted in the company. Everybody thought he was, like, dead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I think we all just kind of (gasps) went. Oh, yeah, it was scary. Until he moved. (laughs) It was a hard powerbomb. Yeah. Powerbomb. Uh, backstage, we see Christian Cage uh, being irritated, and he walks out on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus challenged Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish of Red Dragon to an AW Tag Team title match next week on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any gut feeling for that match? <sighs> you know, I want to say Jurassic Express is going to pull it off, but uh, with Christian looking irritated and walking out, I'm... Um, I'm starting to feel that turn that we keep that you more than me keep referring to. I've been referring to it for months, but <laughs> since day one. Yeah, I uh, we'll see. I I almost think there's going to be a title change of some sort next week, and I can't see it being Nyla over uh, Thunder Rosa. No, out for the belts. TNT Championship on the line. It hadn't been announced yet, but I think Scorpio's going to put it on line. But I don't see him losing it yet either. I mean, I I think the highest chance would be Jurassic Express losing the titles. 
Do you think so? You don't think Jade drops it yet? No. No, I think she has her toughest challenge to date, though. Is she going into the Owen Hart women's tournament? That's interesting. I haven't thought about that. Does she get her first loss in that tournament? Man, these are a lot of good questions. <laughs> you hit me with them last week, so I had a, to return the favor. I, AW, I would not have her lose till like the summer or fall and have her lose that TBS title then. Yeah. It's got to be a big, big deal. So if it's not 30, make it like 50. But who's left? I know. Yeah. I still think you're bringing in a talent. That's out there as a free agent. I don't know who that is. I mean, at this point, we've got her 30th opponent, Leva Bates, and Tony Storm. That's about it that she hasn't taken on yet. Yeah. Serena Deeb, maybe. Well, there's definitely some heels she hasn't taken on, yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, if you want to do face-wise, she's right. knocked out everybody but Leva Bates, because I'm sorry, Leva Bates yeah. is a face. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a squash match. Um, yeah, unfortunately, John wasn't even sure she's still in her contract, even though she's been showing up on AW television. So hmm. he was going to look into that. Well, he needs to, because I heard that uh, there was this possible talk of moving her up since she was working hand in hand with Brandy, basically, uh, possibly making her, if not the chief brand officer, giving her an official title like yeah. that. Yeah, and I, I did. I think now I mentioned I read that I thought her and. um Aubrey Edwards are kind of heading up heels. So, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Which is we weird because Aubrey's not a heel. Right. Right. We then got, speaking of the Owen, Cart Owen Hart Cup qualifying match on the women's side, Akira Shida versus Julia Hart, who was with Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. Pretty short match here. Uh, Julia immediately attacks Sheeta and tells Pillman and Garrison to leave, which they do. Sheeta gets on the offensive, plants Hart with a suplex. Sheeta scoops and slams Hart and hits a running bulldog before going for the cover, but Hart kicks out. Sheeta lifts Hart and plants her with a falcon arrow for the one, two, three. Yeah. After the match, we see Serena D rush down to the ring with a steel chair in hand, but Sheeta sends. Uh, but she just sends her backpedaling with a Kindle stick and we cut backstage where we see Swerve Strickland. So we're still getting this long feud between uh, Akira Shida and Serena Deeb. This is probably one of the longest feuds that we've seen in the company, if not the longest. I think it's got to be. Yeah. So, oof. Yeah, but, I don't uh, know what the payoff's going to be. I, I know there's no relation, but it would have been nice if uh, Julia could have made it a little bit further in the Owen Hart tournament. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah. or yeah, join the House of Black. One of the two. Come on, Julia, make up your mind. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was. Uh, I think it was Stephen Larson on the Going In Raw podcast. One of them mentioned that they thought they saw some uh, heavy makeup or some paint or something under under the eye patch. Ah. So, so maybe we're still gonna get that story at some point. Yeah, I mean, I I think I still think there's too much there. I, I think they got to put a put a put a bow tie on it somewhere. Sooner rather than later, preferably. Yeah, it's because it's one of those stories that the longer it drags out, I lose interest. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, now it's just kind of like it's just part of who she is, that eye patch. Yeah. So. I don't know. We will see. We will see. Uh, yeah, we went back to and saw Swerve Strickland. Swerve says he had an amazing time at the Grammys this past weekend, but says his a week prior wasn't too good with Will Hobbs and Ricky Starks putting him through a table. Swerve says he has some business to handle, but Hobbs and Starks follow him into the room and attack him out of nowhere. Keith Lee makes a save and fires Hobbs through a wall. Yes. This is getting good. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, uh, I, I just like seeing Hobbs and Keith Lee go at it. Yes. Yes. I uh, I agree with you. I think they are two great performers. And uh, anytime you get them in the ring together, it's going to be a good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's then time for the main event. It's time for a match ever since it was announced uh, Friday on the Supercard of Honor. I was just couldn't wait for FTR versus the Young Bucks 2. This time the AAA tag titles and the newly won ROH tag titles are on the line. Yeah, you know, unfortunately that kind of spoiled it for me, but, you know. Well, I figured all along we're going to get a series of three matches out of these guys. And oh, the, yeah. the way FTR has been lately, turning face having the big win over the Briscoes. I'm like, this is a rare opportunity where they can possibly book the book FTR to have maybe the greatest week attack teams ever had. Yes. Beating two hall of fame teams, two of the greatest tag teams to ever do in the Briscoes and the Unbucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime we get to talk about FTR or the young bucks or the Briscoes, I'm all for it. I think, what I would like to personally see these three in a triple threat tag match for the ROH titles over on ROH. Yeah, we, we might, I, I think we're more likely to see the Briscoe still on ROH than we are AEW. Yeah. Um, and I know the Briscoes have apologized for what was said, but if people at, at time Warner are still offended by it and mad, then not much you can do about it. They, they kind of have right. the last say, um, I do know Impact wants to sign the Briscoes. They're very interested. Ooh. And the Briscoes are doing some Impact stuff and have done some stuff with NWA lately, so they're not lacking for work. That's for sure. No, no. They're too talented. No. Yeah, that's talented. for sure. Um, too much in this match to go over completely. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but a fun match overall. A lot of great little bits and pieces of storytelling. Did you notice when the Young Bucks went to hit Cash Wheeler with the BTE trigger, even with like one eye closed, he gave him the two sweet sign. Yes. Did you happen to notice that? Yes, I, I did. I that till today. <laughs> uh, man, they were telling stories this whole match. Yep. Um, towards the end of the match, we see uh, Matt Jackson hit Cash with a Frankensteiner. Nick wallops Dax with a punk kick. Matt then drills Cash with a springboard buster. Dax comes back with a brain buster to Nick on the outside of the ring. Cash hits the gory special on Matt back in the ring before going to cover, but Matt kicks out. FTR line Matt up for the big rig, but Matt slides out. Hits Dax with a low blow when uh, when Nick had um, Rick Knox distracted. 
the Bucks plant cash with the big rig. That was pretty cool seeing the Bucks hit the big rig. Uh, yes. Matt goes for the cover, but Cash kicks out at two and a half. Matt and Nick drill Cash with the BTU trigger, which I was just kind of mentioning. Nat goes, Nick goes for the cover, but Cash gets his foot on the bottom rope at two and a half. That's after Knox already counted three, but he informed them that Cash got his foot on the rope, and the match continues. The Bucks are in disbelief. FTR hits uh, simultaneous. Simultaneously hit pile drivers on both the bucks. Then they nail Matt with a BTE trigger and then a pair of kisses before Cash covers Matt and goes to one, two, three for the win after um, hitting the big rig. rig. Great match. Another one that's up there for match of the year for me. FDR is on a freaking roll. And. The first time I've ever heard the crowd say, thank you, Knox. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because even though the bell rang, he said, no, 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 no. He got his foot on the rope before I hit three. It continues. So I I am uh, loving the run FTR is on right now. I got my FTR shirt on tonight uh, for everybody that's listening that can't see it on camera. You know, I thought these guys kind of got off to a little of a slow start in 2020. They did. Um, And then, uh, Even though we got the, uh, we did get the great Young Bucks FTR match in November at Full Gear of 2020, in which the Bucks got the upper hand. 2021, they're up and down, but boy, they've been on point with their storytelling for 2022. I mean, just think, these were the guys a handful of years ago in WWE that were shaving each other's backs in the shower. Hashtag, Hashtag FTR. Yes. That's when that came out. And now they are over with the crowd, and it's cool to see them as baby faces. Slowly becoming baby faces. Let's not yeah. go full baby face yet. They're not quite there. Uh, I think in the crowd's eyes they're there, but <laughs> still got a little more turning to do on the pinnacle, I suppose. But they're getting there. Yes, yes. So uh, very fun show. A lot set up for the next two rampages, and not a lot set up for next week's Dynamite. Um, overall rating for the show, 1 through 10. I'm going to probably blow you away here with this. Eight and a half. It was a good one. It was. It was. was. FTR helped me uh, really get that over to an eight and a half because it it was starting to slip a little bit, but then that main event hit, man, and whew. I'll go eight. I was thinking eight and a half myself, but I'll go eight. So I think it's, uh, yeah, it was a. It was it was a fun one. It was a fun one. I mean, you know, a lot of times I have trouble, even 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 though a, a, even though uh, AW's got me glued, I still have trouble being on my phone at times. For that main event, I made sure to put my phone away because uh, well, yeah, I was that, that's just one of those matches I had to make sure I put my phone away, and I was fully in, invested in it. Yeah, Wardlow and FTR. Anytime they're on TV, you always put your phone away. So good point. So when are we get, <laughs> when are we getting uh, FTR and the Bucks three? Because you know it's going to happen eventually. I mean, do they run this thing back at double or nothing? Or do we get it more down the road somewhere? I think we get it back at double or nothing. I'm kind of thinking you're right. I saw somebody on Twitter suggest a two out of three falls match. I would be okay with that. That'd be fun. That'd be something and different. Here's, and it would have to go, FTR gets the first victory, Bucks get the second, and then FTR get the third. Or so get, vice F- versa. Yeah, I was going to I. I almost think the Bucks get over in the next match. See, I can't pick a clear winner yet, but yep. whoever it is, they've got to pick up the first and lose the second. Well, it's it's it's. I often I often have to remind myself 
the FTR is not the tag team champions because they're so over right now, in my opinion. They're the Triple H champions. They're the ROH champions. Do you think we're going to get a similar storyline where they are the belt Ooh. collectors of the tag team division? Kind of looks be like nice. it to me. That'd be nice. They're moving up the rankings pretty quickly. So this is my this is why I'm, I'm making a prediction right now. I think Red Dragon right. become the new tag champions on Wednesday, but they only hold the belts for a little while, and then FTR gets the belts off Red Dragon. I can agree with that. That's the problem here. <laughs> We're not supposed to agree but, on our predictions, that happens, but that sounds that, good. Maybe that happens at double or nothing. Then we get the third match between the Bucks and FTR with the tag belts on the line again. Okay. I I'm okay with them having all three mm -hmm. as long as they don't have to defend all three within seven days. Yeah. Cause out of anybody on the roster, FTR has had the craziest week. Oh, it's, I mean, I, I honestly, since I've watched professional wrestling, I can't remember a tag team having a better week than they just had. Right. Right. I really can't dynamite into ROH into dynamite <laughs> and you know one thing i just it came to my mind i forgot to even talk about in my notes was uh eddie kingston satana and ortiz and the uh, jericho appreciation society which pretty much a lot of smack was talked and uh eddie satana and ortiz were beating up jericho appreciation society and chased them off to where they got into suv and drove away and we're getting a uh, three on three match next week between the two teams you know <sighs> I am okay with a beat down and a chase down, but let's stop involving vehicles. Yeah. Everybody runs to a vehicle and drives away. Yes, we get it. You're, you're, that's what the heels do because they're cowards. And we saw Eddie throw a big TV. That looked like at least a 50 inch TV to me. Yeah. Yeah. But come on, stop destroying electronics and vehicles. <laughs> you got another guy who's ripping doors off of trucks as they drive away from him and, these guys chasing them. Luckily, nobody threw a sledgehammer through anything. Oh, wait. Sammy did that. I did laugh that Ortiz chased him clear down the street. And Santana and Eddie are like, hey, they're already gone. It's Ortiz. <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah. He's the loose cannon. Yes, he is. So, but uh, Eddie's ready for a fight. They're all ready for a fight. Should be entertaining next week. Wrestler of the night. I got to break my rule and go with the tag team, and I got to go with FTR. I can't disagree with you this yeah, week. Too hard. I got to go right with you. Look at the match they won. Yeah. You know, to to have such a grueling match on ROH and then come over and deliver a great match this Wednesday as if nothing had happened at ROH is spectacular. So hats off to them. Yep. Yep. Um, so fun to watch right now, for sure. Yes. Any other bits around AW you want to you talk about? No. <laughs> uh, Squared Circle Expos next weekend. Um, Tanner will not, unfortunately, be there. It's a bad weekend. It's Easter weekend. It's I wish they would have had on a different weekend. But I will be there. Yes. I will be representing KOP. So uh, if you're there and you see me, I'll have my most likely either my black or my white KOP shirt on. So you'll see KOP on it. Feel free to come up, say, hey, I'll have my son with me is the belt so. going with you guys <sighs> see here's the thing i want to say yes but 
if I defend it against you and I lose, I don't get to take pretty gold. Well, you know, if you decide to defend it against me and lose, I'll still be a nice guy and let you take it down. Oh, okay. Just because it benefits the show and it gets more buzz and conversation going about the show. Okay. So All ultimately right. it's yeah. your decision. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We we've got some we got some time. You'll know you, by Monday. You guys have any uh, did you sign up for any of the meet and greets or the photo ops or anything? I did not. No. I did not. Yeah. No. But I did, see, fast, I, I did see that there was a change uh to scheduling. Uh because now Adam Cole was originally supposed to be there Friday and Saturday, as was Hangman. Now they are both only Saturday because they're doing their match, and then they're getting on an airplane and flying straight to Indy. Yeah. So that is dedication from those guys right there. And I think last I saw, it was a couple days ago, their uh, photo ops were 75% sold out. Yeah, I know. That was the thing. I was looking at those today, and I was like, hmm. All right. Well, I got the tickets. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll buy a photo op next week. And then I went by next week. There ain't going to be anything left. No, no I, maybe I'll get lucky and run into somebody who's like, oh, yeah, I'll take a picture with you. Yeah. Well, so you're just going to have to see what you can do. And I'm sure you guys will have a great time. So. Oh, yeah. It'll be a blast. Yeah. It'll be yeah, a blast. You'll have, to, you'll have to report back in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, before I let you get off of here. We got to talk about it one more time. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably the last conversation we'll have about this guy for a while. I would think. Uh, yeah. American yeah. nightmare. Cody Rhodes did do what I predicted a few weeks ago and appear at WrestleMania against Seth Rollins. He signed a multi-year deal with yeah. WWE and they presented him like I thought they should. They kept the music, the wardrobe graphics and everything. The exact same yep. as AEW. Even brought him up from center stage. Which Saturdays was great. Monday nights was crap. So Monday nights look cheap. I uh, I did not watch Monday nights. I watched the replay of his promo. Um, so you which didn't, didn't see the entrance on Monday? No. Oh, my God. For no. one, I don't, I don't like the camera shot. They shoot it like real up close. So all of a sudden, you just see his head for a little bit. Oh. And he comes up. And then when he walked down, you saw what he came down up from. It was literally a box that had a ramp. It was pathetic looking. It was absolutely pathetic. So they're not going to have an actual center thing every week, I don't think. But I got to figure something else. They looked like trash. They got to do something. His promo was fine. Yeah. It was, it was fully scripted. Sean Ross yes. said. Yes. So I don't I know. Could I could tell from the way he was talking. I guess you give me give me your opinion on, on Cody's return, his first match, and everything that's kind of transpired since. Uh, well, for his first match, his return, okay, I text you and uh, a good friend of the podcast, Austin Shepard, this Saturday night because it's the only reason I tuned in. Same. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I did watch Sunday as well, but it was just background noise while I was doing homework. Pretty much. Um, there were things on Saturday that happened that I saw news stories on that I went, when did that happen? I never saw that happen during the show. Uh, Charlotte Flair slip up apparently. Never saw it. That but apparently, sloppy, apparently enough people did. 
uh, that it made uh, multiple news stories about Charlotte Flair making slip-ups again. But, uh, yeah, 70,000-plus people popped when the lights went out. Um, I, I uh, Popped when the music came on. They got louder when the music came on. Still weren't sure when the lights were going. I think some people still thought it might be the Undertaker because he said never say never the night before in his Hall of Fame induction ceremony speech. I think some people thought it might be Bray Wyatt, but I think a majority knew what was coming. If you listen closely, and I noticed this watching the promo back, and correct me if I'm wrong, somehow they are shutting the crowd off. I don't know how they're blocking them out. But the crowd just dropped silent in the middle of something. They started chanting Cody. You see Seth looking around, and then it got really quiet. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Different stuff with their truck. That's <laughs> and uh, I even really saw that during the promo because it was like there was nothing. And then it's like Cody was supposed to react, so they fed something in so Cody would react to it. It was weird. It was but, a good uh, match. Good match. I mean, he got yeah. the win over Rollins, so they definitely got to give him the push. They should. His head. His head. Whew. Beat up. Yeah. No, no blood in a big Rollins match. That was weird after seeing blood yeah. at a time in a big match the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, but it was just bizarre. I mean, it just it was. It was. Weird. It was. And what it's is with weird. Seth Rollins? Is he, like, supposed to be the Joker or something? Yeah, he goes. he's going a little crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Because I, when he came down Monday night, like, okay, Saturday, yeah, fine. It's WrestleMania. Do what you do. That threw me off Monday. He's just all, you know. He's a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. A little crazy. (sighs) Laughing for no reason. I'm like, this is what the Joker does. Yep. Before he fights Batman. What'd you think about Seth's comment during the match Saturday? Uh, Welcome back to the big leagues. I knew it was going to come. Yeah. I, I knew there was going to be a stab from somebody at some point. Did you catch the Stardust reference? Yeah, that was that was good. That was good. So, I guess that's one thing that Cody told Vince during negotiations. He doesn't ever want anything brought up about Stardust again. Just wants to forget no. about it. And uh, I kind of like, again, it's scripted uh, how uh, Corey Graves recognized it and said, that was a clean slate saying, this is the past me. We're never going to see right. it again. Get over it. Right. It's gone. Right. Uh, and so. The story they're telling is really good. With I mean, it makes sense right now with Cody. You know, he's he's going for the title that his daddy never won, that they took away yes. from him. So I get that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. but I do. It's, it's not even that. It's not the on-television product. It's more of what he's saying in the interviews. Yeah. He's lying out of his teeth. Yes. About a lot of things. Yeah. I think yeah. there's a lot more that went down between him and Tony Khan than we'll probably ever find out, or we'll find out 20 years from now in a book. And I can't wait. Right. But I think it was, I think it's him and Tony had some personal stuff go on. I think it's creative. I think Tony wanted, to, this is personal opinion. I think Tony wanted to turn heel. He didn't want to do it. Um, I do think it was Tony taking the reins of creative in 2020 because. I think it's the AEW crowd turning on them because they were all about Cody 2019 through about midway or at least first quarter of 2020. Um, I, I don't believe for a second it's I already faced everybody in AEW I wanted to face. Don't no, believe that. I do not believe that either. Um, 
see the one thing that got me, and I don't know if this is a true promo or not, or a true interview or not, but I saw something that coded coat or quoted Cody, uh, and it looked like he was sitting for an interview that said, I leave AEW and Sammy's basically making a sex tape with the TNT it. championship. Yep. Yeah, I watched that interview. He did say that, yes. Because he said he was talking about opponents and he was talking about Sammy. He finally got to have a good match with the grown up version of Sammy. Then he walked back and said, Oh, Sammy. And then I heard that. Yeah. So he kind of took a shot at Sammy there for being immature. Do you think Vince is putting him up to it? I don't think Vince ever wants to bring up AEW because it wants you bring up the competition. You oh, know Triple what H has been doing that. You know what yeah. I'm well, and that, yeah. and Cody had a, you know, he called Triple H his favorite wrestler of all time, which when he was in AEW, I thought he called Sting his favorite wrestler of all time. I think Sting still is. The way he brought up Triple H in that promo, again, it was scripted, but the way he said it, I don't think was. I think there's still something between him and H that is one reason Cody left and he's back. H is not. And he kind of is kind of gloating in that factor. Well, in the interviews, I mean, he said triple H was the last guy to come on his bus on the bus. And the last guy he saw before he went up through the stage at WrestleMania. I mean, it sounds like they're on good terms. He said he does not regret anything. He did smashing the throne, all the trash. He talked, he said he doesn't regret any of it. It's part of his journey. Yeah, I, I mean, know. and again, I know it's scripted, but the one thing I did like about well, these the promo are the interviews he was saying. Well, I know, but I mean, so, uh, the the I was going to go back to his promo from uh, Monday, Monday night for a minute yeah. here. Um, you know, he said I wasn't ready before, ready before, but I am now. No, that makes sense. It makes sense. It's just I still go back to he should have. Sh- there's things in AW he should have never said if he was going to go back on him. He should have never said he was going to. This is going to be the last stop for him in his career. He can't go back. The other guys could. He can't. I mean, yeah. it really sounds like money wise, he didn't get any any more money than he would have got from AEW. I think he got a longer term contract than maybe TK was willing to give him, especially if, you know, some of the things you've heard and some of the speculations of him and Tony bumping heads, maybe Tony said, look, I'll give you a two year deal right now. We'll revisit it in 2024. And for all we know, Vince went, I'll give you a contract through 2026. If you want. Yeah. We have no idea how long this contract is. WWE. I mean, do multi years, two to 20. Yeah. Two, three, four, five. Do you think he'll finish his career in WWE, or do you think there's any chance? There's always a chance. Never say never in pro wrestling. I've learned that definitely the last <laughs> few years. Do you think there's yeah. any? Do you, do you foresee him coming back to AEW and finish his career there? I guess. I don't know. Like I, I know if, it's a multi-year gun to your head on 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 April seventh, twenty twenty-two. Yes. Coming back yes. to AEW. I think he goes, wins the belt, dad couldn't win, rides that out, drops the belt, his contract ends, he doesn't resign, and he goes back to AEW. If, if that ever happens, he and has then to he come retires. Back. He has to come back as a heel, and he has to go after the AEW championship. And he's got to come back with the black hair. 
He cannot do the blonde if he comes back. Well, and that's another thing. I guess if, if, and I understand the WWE title is different than the AEW title, but if he really wanted that title so bad or wanted a big title, he shouldn't have booked himself in that stipulation he did at 2019 full gear. Right. He kind of put it, because he also made, in the same interview he talked about Sammy, he said he didn't want to be a 15 time TNT champion. Yeah. Yeah. So don't say, well, I'll never go if I lose this match. So, again, I, don't I think know. I'm wishy washy. I, I get some things, I get some points he's making to the press, and some others I'm kind of rolling my eyes. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so hear me out. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do two things here real quick. One, with the way Vince has changed all the titles, he's never going to have the title his dad never won. The second, well, now the officially most prestigious title, in my opinion, his dad won and he won. And that's the NWA. I mean, that title has been around now longer than any other title. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, it's got more names behind it than any. Well, okay. Vince has probably put as close to as many names behind the Universal and WWE yeah. title now. But with that being said, we've unified the belts. Roman's still carrying both of them. Roman will probably continue to carry both of them. We put Cody in the title picture. Go against Roman. He beats the tribal chief. He gets the belts unifies them and bring back the big gold belt thoughts i like it but i don't think the networks will go for it i think they each want their own champion that's why i think roman's gonna have to get rid of one of the belts eventually okay so fine he drops the universal because he's now officially the longest reigning universal champion in history well the belt's been around five years and he's held it for three of those big whoop well, here's some interesting things. I could see him going two directions if they have Cody Chance for the title, which looks like he's going to do a program with Seth Rollins first. They got two different shows at Mass Square Garden, I think, coming up this year. Yes. I could see him doing a title change at Mass Square Garden. Cody wins at the place where his dad could have or should have won. Yes. But what I'd like to see them do if they're smart, Cody beats Roman, but it's via, disqual- via countout. So he wins the belt, but doesn't win the belt just like his dad. And then challenges again and wins it? Yeah, I mean, due time. I mean, he's got to win it at some point or he he's, came back he, for nothing. Yeah, he'll he'll win it at some point. He's too good of a wrestler not to be a world champion. But he also, in one of those interviews, he called himself the best wrestler in the world. Wow. I like Cody, but I don't think he's the best. He said he seriously believes in ring and on the promo, he's the best. Wow. Which makes me think. What's Vince feeding did, him? Did he get intimidated by all the new talent coming into AEW? The Brian Danielsons, CM Punks. Yeah, it could have been. Adam Coles. It could have been, and he went over he to sliding, where they use. A little bit down on the card. And now he's over in a company where they reuse the same 15 wrestlers on repeat no matter what. And will, would Vince have Cody beat Roman? Would it be a bad look if... He had to grab one of the AW big boys, big names, to come in and, and beat the tribal chief. Ooh. <sighs> I don't know. We'll see. Man, that would be see, that would be hard because 
some of those big names are under contract through 2024 at least. Yeah. So you've got Cody not winning gold for another minimum of two years. Yeah, I think you have to have him win. I think if they don't have him win it here in 2022, it'll cool off. Yeah. I think if he doesn't win it by SummerSlam, it cools off. Good. Good. Crowd loves him right now. He's one of the top merch sellers, which is no surprise. When you have three shirts right away with the <laughs> debut, that helps. Um, yeah. And they're all black again. Go, Cody. Yeah, I will not be ordering one. Um, I will not either. I like his AEW stuff better. Yep. Yep. And uh, I think, I know over the weekend, Pro Wrestling Tees was selling his stuff one last time, and then it was going to be gone forever. Wow. So, so um, I don't know. You know, of course, Ringside Collectibles has two upcoming figures of his. I'm, I'm sure they're ticked about that, but they could be worth a lot more money for collectors. So, Oh, absolutely. They're going to be harder to get their hands on now. Yeah, and then they're going to be worth a lot more if you keep them keep them men on card. So, yep. Um, one more question for you, or at least as right now, unless my mind thinks of another. But I was listening to uh, the Q&A on Fightful Select with Sean Ross Sapp. Okay. And somebody asked him, who are some talents he thinks will stay in WWE and wouldn't jump upcoming future, vice versa, would stay in AW and wouldn't jump? WWE, he said, Seth, Roman, Sasha, and Becky were the four that came to his head that he wouldn't wouldn't see never jumping. Um, and he might have named another one, too. Maybe Edge. Um, yeah. On AW, he said probably Omega and the Bucks, unless they had a follow with Tony. But he said that's it. Okay, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, man, that's hard. Uh, that's hard to follow, even. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, this is what happened to Monday Night Wars. I mean, you saw people jumping company to company if they weren't happy or better payday. I mean, AEW still, I mean, they're never going to catch up to WWE because WWE's got too much of a head start, global uh, impact and everything. There's money out the wazoo. But AEW, you know, by the time these contracts are up in 2024, they can really make a name for themselves even more. Uh, and he said, oh, he threw Punk in the mix too. He said Punk's another name he doesn't see ever going back. Oh, yeah, that's one that legitimately – could never go back. I, I thought Jericho would at one time, but I don't think Jericho will now either. See, that's where it's tough because he's brought back the sports entertainment side. I know. I think he signed a new contract, though. I think. Or extended his. I think. Oh, I mean, never say never. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot. Oh, I know. I know. And that's why it's 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 scary to even buy merchandise or anything of these guys because you just never know. But. Yeah, yeah enjoy but the hey, time you can buy Kicking can. Out Podcast merchandise. We're yes, not going can. anywhere. No, we're not. No, we're not. And we got two options Shameless on, plug. on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. You got some shirts there, some exclusive shirts that we like to call them. And we got uh, a Teespring link on all of our social media accounts. Go to the link on there, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and go to our official Teespring shirt. You can find a lot of different designs and coffee mugs and more options. So, um, Yep. And maybe uh, in the near future, you'll find a uh, predictions championship inspired merchandise, maybe. not the actual belt. I-, I looked at buying replicas of these things. 
uh, in the kids' versions, and that was a little bit more. A little pricey. A little pricey. A little so. bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... But on a lot of interesting things and, and, and discussions that we had in the world of wrestling right now, not just AEW, but WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, NWA. Whatever you watch, keep watching whatever you like. That's all I got. Yes, say. absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And we're, we're a podcast that mostly covers AEW. That's what we do. That's our fair promotion. But we're not going to rip on you for whatever you like. There's too much no. of that going on. I wish the IWC exactly. would just get along, stop being jerks and bullies. Yeah, yeah. Because really, when both products are good, it's good for professional wrestling. It's good for the other product. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, everybody talks about well, nothing was as good as the Monday Night Wars. Well, you wouldn't have had the Monday Night Wars with only one company. Hundred percent. So having multiple companies, you're getting a world wrestling war. Well, you know, when, when WWF bought WCW, they kind of became the only company for a while. Sure, you had ROH yeah. for a little while. TNA had some good, decent years. You had, a, you know, some other New Japan a little bit. but And I know we've talked about this before, Paul, but 2018, I was about ready to quit. I was about ready to done watching pro wrestling. I was literally, WWE was on my TV every Monday. It was background noise. I was just because it was just boring to me, and I was almost ready to give it up until uh, I got until all, all in happened. And I didn't watch all in, but I followed the events shortly after, and I started following uh, what Cody was doing because I remembered him for WWE and the, the Bucks. And I kept hearing about these young Bucks and it's Kenny Omega, and then I got more invested and started watching Being the Elite, and then all the wrestling kicked off at the start of 2019, and I was I was hooked all over again. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, I got to say, we're, we're only a year into this podcast, but it's been a great podcast, which wouldn't have happened if we didn't have multiple brands. Nope. So, but, uh, you know, as we sit here and we talk wrestling, you know, yeah, the, the, the problem becomes there are too many predictable things in WWE. Okay. I have not watched since WrestleMania of last year. I still, I looked at that card and I got one match wrong. I had Becky Lynch picking up the win over Bel Air. I had Bianca winning that. Um, Trying to think. Trying to think if I, I mean, I'm sure I missed one, but I can't think right now. And uh, I got AJ and Edge wrong because I figured AJ would pick that up too. That's one I might have missed. So I, I was, I, I missed two on two nights of wrestling on a I program I haven't watched in a year. I knew the celebrities weren't losing. Yeah. Oh, and I did not see Vince going over McAfee in that makeshift match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, no. That, and the worst stunner in the history of stunners. Oh, God. You had to go there, didn't you? I still have nightmares about that. That was worse than the first one ever. Uh, yeah. That was bad. I mean, Vince has never been able to take a stunner, but that was terrible. Austin Theory and and Pat McAfee took good ones. Oh, God. Austin, like, up and over the top rope off that that thing. That was Scott Hall, uh, WrestleMania 18-esque. Yes. Yes, I enjoyed that. But, yeah. uh, McAfee with the beers coming out of his mouth. Yep. That was great. good, man. I, I like Pat McAfee. He's athletic in the ring. He's good. He shocked me. He's I good. will 
I will say I will watch another Pat McAfee match if he has another one. I did, didn't watch it live, but when he went against Cole in NXT, I watched the highlights of that match. I'm like, Pat can do some stuff. It, well, see, I didn't watch that, so yeah, yeah, he's uh, WrestleMania was my first introduction to Pat McAfee. In the crowd the loves him. Crowd loves. Oh him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't get behind Austin Theory though, but <sighs> Pat Vince McAfee. Uh, uh, Vince, yeah. Mm-hmm. What did okay? And last question, and we'll start wrapping up. I, know <laughs> I apologize to your wife and your family, but um, what did you think of Stone Cold Kevin Owens match? That was great. That was pretty fun. Austin took bumps that I never saw coming. It started off slow, and especially the stops. I'm like, oh god, I don't know if he has it in him anymore. Yeah, fifty six or seven, and then he got more comfortable as the match was going on. And like you said, took some big bumps, took some suplexes on the, or gave one on the stage, and took one outside the ring. The concrete. And, uh, he knew he was going to win, but uh, that was yeah. fun. And Kevin Owens' star just continues to rise. Yeah, and I, I will say one more thing. Let's if if the board of directors for WWE listens to this. You guys need to vote right now to never let Vince McMahon inside a wrestling ring, unless it's to do a promo for something and that be it. Yeah. One, it was WrestleMania. So I knew Austin was going to come out during Vince's segment Two, when Austin theories, music hit and Vince was, yeah, he screwed. I was up like, oh, okay. Yeah, that gave it away. That gave it away. Cause I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't think Stone Cold. I. I didn't foresee that coming until he did that. And then I'm like, okay, somebody's coming out. Yep. Yeah. And yep. an interesting thing, I got to give it to the writers. I don't know if this was coincidence or not. Austin's music hit at three hours and sixteen minutes into yes. the first night of WrestleMania. Yes, that was perfectly planned. If it was planned. <laughs> yeah. They hit their time. Yeah. So that was great. Yep. All in all, still weird to see Cody Rhodes in WWE, but at the end of the day, if that's what truly makes him happy and his family happy, good for him. But it's just still, still odd because he led, he supposedly out of all the founders of AW led the movement us against them. Yeah. That's one to go. That's why I kept waiting throughout that match Saturday night. I was like, all right, it's an invasion spot. We're going to see somebody pop up, you know, the bucks or Kenny or somebody they're going to attack and Cody's going to walk out with them. And, uh, he's never done that. Paul, you know (sighs) that he would have never done business with Tony Khan. And Tony Khan would have done business with Vince McMahon. (sighs) But that doesn't mean that Cody didn't pull one over on Vince. Not at WrestleMania. No way. <laughs> no way. Dave Meltzer, I know, as but... much crap as he was getting, Meltzer had pretty much everything right. Yes, he did. So I wonder if so. talks did actually break down at one point or not. We'll probably never know because Cody claims there was crazy stuff out there on the internet and he felt bad for his agent. So, <laughs> I, don't I feel know. bad for his niece. He wasn't at her wedding. Yeah, she didn't seem to care too much, but yeah. No, but, you know, Dustin's probably a little ticked off and just not going to let it was, show. What Dustin, uh, he said when he was leaving AEW, you know, he everybody, because he was there one week and the next week he was pretty much gone, he said he had QT and Ricky Starks go in and clean out his locker. And they were supposed to do it quickly and smoothly, and they made a big sing. So they kind of gave away the cover that he was leaving. And then Dustin texted him the next day instead of saying, hey, congratulations, bro, love you. He said, hey, can I use your locker room now? <laughs> and Cody said, yeah, I guess. It's not mine anymore. So... 
<laughs> yeah, I, thought that was I love funny. Dustin. I thought that was pretty funny. So, but all right, well, uh, I I think it's that point in the show that yeah, if we I, go any longer, uh, people are going to hate us. No, I'm yeah, kidding. we've we've went an hour, a little over an hour, fourteen now. So this is, I think, probably our longest episode today. But hey, so, you know what? Lots to talk about. That's what yeah. happens when you've got a great week of wrestling Amen or week and a half. Um, so. With that, be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media. You'll be able to see this pretty little boy on all of our social media pages. It is up there now. Give it a like. Give it a share. Spread the word. The new Kicking Out Podcast Predictions Championship belt as uh, I continue to hold it. But uh, you follow us at Kicking Out Pod and uh, listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. If that happens to be Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. That'll help us grow and climb the rankings till we are the one step at a time. We're not we're not trying to go to the top five right now or anything. Just one step at a time. We got a long. Climb we want to, to be go. in the top uh, one hundred. We got a long <laughs> climb to go. Just one step at a time. We appreciate the support. Yes, put us in the top one hundred. How about that? <laughs> okay, that's that's. Uh, I I don't know where we're at on Apple Podcasts, I, so I haven't looked. We don't even show looked. up, Paul. We don't even show okay. up. Okay, so. so so put us in the top five hundred. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, be sure to follow uh, Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee 92 on all social media. Follow myself at Paul Zartman 921 on all social media. And don't forget to check out our two merchandise stores, the exclusive ones on Pro Wrestling Tees and our new Teesprings store that is up in the link uh, in the description of all of our uh, social media. Yeah, I drew a blank there, so I went Danhausen okay. for a minute. <laughs> Uh, and uh, with that, for Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. Oh, yeah.